Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. My name is Josh. I'm one of the pastors here. I have the privilege of opening the Word of God with you guys today. And uh, we're gonna actually be talking about something today that we is very similar, right in line to what we were doing just a few minutes ago. Just a few minutes ago, we were lifting our hands. We were exalting the Lord. We were acknowledging His sovereignty in our lives. We were acknowledging His goodness in our lives. We we're acknowledging how beautiful He is. Isn't Jesus beautiful? Isn't Jesus beautiful? Come on, let's praise Him one more time. Jesus is so beautiful. Jesus is worthy of all praise. Jesus is the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And today we're actually gonna be talking about how as vessels created to worship him, we can do that by serving each other. We're gonna talk about serving today. We're gonna talk about how serving impacts other people's lives. For those of you that are here for the first time or maybe you're joining online for the first time, you've just a few times, the mission here at Chicago Tabernacle is to be a place of becoming. We believe that we are here to help each and every one of you become what God's called you to become. God has a calling on each of our lives and we are called to help uh, encourage and to build you up to help fulfill that calling on your life. We do that through pursuing God. We did that as we worship the Lord, as we lift our hands and acknowledge how good he is. We do that by loving each other and we do that by serving others into greatness. Serving others into greatness. Everyone say serving others into greatness. So today we're talking about serving and we're gonna take a look at the greatest example of serving, which is Jesus. Jesus Christ, the greatest example of serving. And we're gonna look in the book of John, the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. And you know what's interesting is as we take a look at this, Jesus is master of all. Jesus is the king of kings. We were just saying how beautiful he is, how perfect he is, how wonderful he is, how faithful he is, how magnificent he is. And as we serve, we have the opportunity to be a reflection of him to others. And as we serve, we have the privilege to serve and that we have a position to serve. The title of today's message is The Authority of a Servant. The Authority of a Servant. You might be thinking, Pastor Josh, you got something wrong in your notes because servants don't have authority. Servants are told to do this and they do that. Servants are told to pick that up and move it over there and they do it. Servants are given direction. Servants are given instructions and they obey it because they are a servant. But what we're gonna look at today is that in the kingdom of God, there is these, these things that sometimes they just don't make sense. They're a little bit oxymoronic. They're counterintuitive. It's kind of like, uh, for some of you, you guys know I like, I like playing golf. I was joking uh, with their first service that someone asked me if I'm a golfer. I said, no, I'm not a golfer, but I do go to golf, uh, golfing uh, ranges and I go to golf courses and I do have sticks and I have balls, but I wouldn't call myself a golfer. <laughs> Case in point, earlier this year, I was 
playing golf. I was, at, I was out at a driving range. I was hitting golf balls. And I just kept noticing that all of my shots, you know, you're supposed to hit a shot when you play golf. Does anyone in the room play golf, like playing golf? A couple people. Okay, well, let me explain it to you. There is a beauty when you hit a shot that goes exactly the way you want it to go. You have it in your mind, you know, you see it on the PGA Tour, you see these guys and they hit these shots and they just go forever and it's just this beautiful arc and it lands right where it's supposed to land. Well, my shots weren't doing that <laughs> because I'm not on the PGA Tour. So I was, doing, I was hitting it and every time, once in a while, it would go straight, but most of the time it was going hard to the right. And I'm not talking like a nice fade. I'm not talking about something that just kind of gently landed. It's like, it was like it was going and it missed its exit on the interstate and it just went off and it jumped off the side of the, the thing. And I was talking to someone and said, I, all my shots are doing this. Every time I hit the ball, it goes to the right. And I kept trying to correct. I kept trying to say, well, let me try hitting it this way. So that way it ends up over there. And guess what? It kept getting worse. It kept getting more, worse, worse, and worse. And finally, I was talking to someone and he said, you know, Josh, golf is a game of opposites. Golf is a game of opposites. And he walked me through the, the mechanics of how to correct this so that way my golf shot went straight. And it still doesn't go straight, but it's less crooked right now. <laughs> But sometimes the kingdom of God is like that. There's things that in the kingdom of God, it doesn't make sense and that's what serving is like. The Bible says that the greatest among you will be the servant of all. That doesn't make sense. Someone who is the greatest is actually the servant. The person that has the most clout, the most important, the person that has the most authority is actually a servant. And when we serve each other, when we serve others into greatness, we operate in the authority that God's given us. We operate in the authority that God's given us and called us to impact people's lives. And today we're gonna to look at the greatest authority of all, Jesus Christ. And we're gonna take a look at when he washed his disciples' feet. And it's an example of how when we wash, when we serve, excuse me, it's like we're posturing ourselves in a moment of humility, wanting to serve others into greatness. But today we're gonna look at and hopefully understand how when we serve others, it's not a concept of us being less than someone, it's actually us having authority over a situation and operating with an authoritative mindset as a servant. So we're gonna look at the book of John, chapter 13, verse one. And it says, before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Now, when it was time for supper, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, to betray him. Jesus knew that the Father had given everything into his hands, that he had come from God and that he was going back to God. So he got up from supper, laid aside his outer clothing, took a towel and tied it around himself. Next, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and dry them with the towel tied around him. So here we see Jesus the master, the savior, the beautiful one as we were just singing, the glorious one, 
The one who just a couple days earlier had ridden on the back of a donkey and people were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. The one who cast out demons. He's having a meal with his disciples. The one who walked on water, the one who raised the dead, the one who calmed the storm. He's having a meal with his disciples. And he realizes, he knows that his time is coming to a close. He knows that his time with his disciples is about to draw to a close. He knows that he's about to be crucified. He knows that he only has a few precious moments with these men who are gonna be launched as his ambassadors to the whole world. And what does he decide to do? He decides to wash their feet. He decides to take a posture of a servant kneeling before them and taking their feet and washing them. Now, I don't know about you, but if I knew that tomorrow I was going to die, I would not be washing your guys' feet. I love you guys, I love you guys so much, but I wouldn't wash your guys' feet. I would spend time with my family, I would enjoy the outdoors, I would have a nice big meal. I was joking earlier, nice big piece of steak, a nice big piece of fish, some baked potato. Everyone's getting hungry, I should stop talking about food. But I would do stuff that I enjoy but not Jesus. Jesus knew that he had a few precious moments with his disciples. And instead of making the moment about him, he made it about the others. He had so much authority in the situation. He had so much clarity going into that situation. He had so much perspective going into that situation. He said, I'm not gonna make it about me. I'm gonna make it about you because he knew that he had the responsibility to equip his disciples to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every nation. He knew that he had a, just a few moments, a parting word to leave with the disciples so that way they can carry out his teachings through over the whole world. And he knew that his, the best way to do that is to teach them how to serve, how to truly serve. He knew that he wanted to set them up to succeed. He knew he wanted to set them up to fulfill a calling on their lives. And when we serve someone, authoritative servanthood, when we truly operate in the, the, uh, the perspective of being an authoritative servant, it adds value to other people's lives. When we serve others, and we operate in an authoritative mindset. We operate in a perspective that says, I am called by God and with that calling, I have authority to walk into this situation and to equip and to serve someone. It impacts and it adds value to people's lives. When we add people, add value to people's lives, they're built up, they're launched, they're prepared for more just as Jesus was preparing his disciples for more. He wanted them to succeed. Authoritative stewardship, excuse me, authoritative servanthood adds value to other people's lives. And you know, brothers and sisters, we are called to serve. It's not just a fancy slogan for our church. We're called to serve others into greatness. Talking about a couple different things. I'm talking about, yes, serving here at the church. If you're here and you're not a part of a ministry, if you're here and you're not connected to what's going on by serving others into greatness, I wanna encourage you, you should. There's a link on our website. 
There's a way to, ways to get involved. When you serve someone, you never know how God can use you to impact and add value to someone's life. You never know when a hello says, can help someone turn their course life around. Come on, let's praise the Lord. We've had people walk through the doors and an anointed, appointed greeter at the front door says hello to someone. And that someone was literally going to kill themselves that afternoon. But because that person took interest and said hello and served them, that person is a part of our church body today. Come on, let's praise the Lord for that. Their life was transformed. Their life was altered 100%, 180 degrees because someone said, I have authority in this situation. I wanna add value to this person's life. My role is to say hello and to greet them and make sure they feel warmly welcome. But guess what? They did that and someone's life was, value was added to their life. So that's what I'm, ta I'm talking about serving. But I'm also talking about outside the walls of this church. I'm talking about the lifestyle of serving. I'm talking about the lifestyle of serving others into greatness wherever we go. You know, it's good to serve each other here in the church, like-minded. We're brothers and sisters in Christ, but sometimes it's a little bit difficult out there. That boss, mm. that boss that's a little difficult, that neighbor that keeps moving the property line this way a little bit, a couple inches every summer, we're called to serve them into greatness. We're called to serve the person on the street into greatness. We're called to serve our family member that maybe is a little bit difficult into greatness. When we serve them and we have the authoritative mindset believing that God has a plan for their lives and when we serve them, we are adding value into them. We're setting them up to succeed just as Jesus set up his disciples to succeed. So I wanna pray, I wanna ask God to give us a fresh perspective today as we open up the word together. God, we love you and we thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the greatest servant of all. We thank you, Lord, that you are the greatest example of all. We thank you, Lord, that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that we can receive from you something fresh and something new today. God, I pray that you would open up our eyes, open up our ears and open up our hearts to receive from you, God. God, we thank you, Lord, that you have called each and every one of us to serve. You've given us authority, God, and who you call, you equip. So Father, I pray, Lord, for a new mindset, a new perspective today as we open up your word together. We love you and we thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we all pray, amen. Amen. Amen, authoritative servanthood adds value to other people's lives. So Jesus approaches this situation he has his disciples. He has them in a room all by himself. And the disciples are looking forward to a nice quiet meal with Jesus. They're looking forward to being relaxed out of the hustle and bustle of the city as the city was getting ready for Passover. And there are people from all over the nation coming. They're looking for a nice quiet time where they could just eat together. But Jesus, of course, turned the script upside down and said, I wanna teach these men how to add value to other people's lives. He came in with the right heart. He said, you know what? I love them so much. I cannot let them leave this place until I teach them this moment. The other thing that we learn is that Jesus had a certain mindset. Something that we can learn from him is that a mindset of a servant is victorious. Say victorious. A lot of times we see 
In our mind's eye, we see that servants are, are lower and less than and get kicked along the way. We think of servants as being just people that are told what to do, but no, not Jesus. You see, it's interesting that John put verses two and three in this passage. It says, now when it was time for supper, the devil had already put into the heart of Judas, Simon Iscariot's son, to betray him. Jesus knew that the father had given everything into his hands and they had come from God and they was going back to God. If you remove verse two and three from this passage, it's still an incredible story that we can learn from. We can still learn that Jesus loved his disciples and he washed their feet. But John puts verse two and three in here to provide perspective, to provide the fact that as Jesus was washing the disciples' feet, he knew that Judas was gonna betray him. You see, Jesus knew that the enemy had already gotten inside of Judas. He knew that Judas was already walking along a path of destruction. Jesus knew that Judas was planning to betray him, yet Jesus sat down on his knees and he washed the feet of the man. He washed the very feet that walked into that, that temple or walked into that meeting place or that courtyard and met with those, those people of the law. He washed the very feet that were gonna lead him into the Garden of Gethsemane and lead the, the very feet that he, Judas was gonna stand on as he kissed Jesus and betrayed him. He washed the very feet of the man that gave him up for dead. Yet Jesus, he approached the situation, he said, <laughs> The devil think he's, thinks he's got me, but I've got the victory. Come on, let's praise God. Jesus knew he already had authority over the situation. He was operating in a mindset of authority, authoritative servanthood. He said, you know what? It may look bad right now, but I see the kingdom perspective. I am operating in victory. I have a mindset of victory knowing that Judas has to do this in order for me to go to the cross. And Jesus had to go to the cross to save you and me. In that moment, he was washing Judas's feet and he had you and me in mind. He had a kingdom perspective in mind, says it may look like I'm losing now, but I know I have the victory. And you might be in a situation today where it may look bad now. It may look like you are getting beat up Figuratively, at work, tough situation with a boss, coworker. I wanna encourage you today, you have the victory. When we operate with the mindset of serving someone into greatness, we don't operate into saying, saying, oh, I'm just doing this because I'm doing what I'm told. No, we operate in saying, I see that what's best for this person. I see that God has a perfect plan for this person. I, pray, I see that God has a plan for my boss and I wanna serve him into greatness because I believe there's gonna be victory in this situation. A lot of times we have the perspective that a servant, like I said, is less than. You know, it takes humility to be a servant. There's no arguing that. You have to humble yourself to be a servant. But humility does not mean hopelessness. Humility does not mean that we're gonna be helpless in a situation. Humility doesn't mean that we're just gonna give up. Humility doesn't mean that we're just gonna do what we're told. No, as servants of Jesus Christ and following his example, 
We can walk into a situation. We can walk into a, uh, uh, maybe a relationship. We can walk into an individual. We can walk into a, a, a home, whatever it might be. We can walk in and say, I have the authority of Jesus Christ with my back. I have the victory in this situation. Yes, I'm gonna humble myself, but through my humility, I'm gonna serve this person into greatness. I'm gonna see victory in their lives. Serving doesn't mean that we operate with the mindset that we're nobody. Serving means we operate with the mindset of victory for other people. So Jesus had a mindset. He said, I'm victorious in this situation. I'm not gonna be deterred to the left or to the right. I know there's a plan. I know there's a perfect will that God has for me. He saw victory in this situation. So that was his mindset. But then Jesus gets up and he actually did something about it. And the other thing is that the actions of a servant are impactful. The actions of a servant who is operating with authority from God impact people's lives. There was a, a couple weeks ago, I went to uh, get my teeth cleaned. I went to the dentist and that was a real pleasurable situation for me. I really appreciate the dentist. They do such a good job. Sometimes, especially when you're sitting back and they put the water on the I'm sorry if anyone's a dentist here. Really appreciate you. But anyway, I was going to the dentist and I walked into the doors. I said, hi, my name's Josh LeBlanc. I'm here for an appointment. I was leaning over the, the counter of the office and from way back in the corner, I hear someone say, Josh LeBlanc? Yes? Are you Josh LeBlanc? I said, yes. And I was like thinking in my mind, did like something happen? Did we, did the copay, ha like what happened with the copay? Did the insurance not go? Like what happened? Like did, what, what I, like all these things started going through my mind. And he said, I have to tell you a story. So he proceeds to tell me about a 10 minute story. He walks me back to the room and they start, you know, leaning me back, put the little bib on me. And he's telling me, and it's interesting because I can't respond because there's stuff in my mouth as he's talking to me. But he begins to tell me, he says, you're from Chicago Tabernacle, aren't you? I said, yeah, I am. He said, let me tell you a little story. He said, about eight or nine years ago, I heard about your church. He said, I'm a leader at another church and I don't get Sundays off very often, but when I did eight or nine years ago, I went to your church and let me tell you, it was amazing. And he experienced what we experienced, the love of God. And there's nothing special about our church. It's just Jesus operating through us and Jesus in our presence, amen. He said, it was an amazing, amazing time. And I was able to, I was built up, I was encouraged. He said, but what marked me the most is that I called the next day on Monday and I spoke to someone. I spoke to them for about 50 or 60 minutes and I grilled them on what the church believed in certain things, certain things that the church did. And as he started, I started talking to them and they talked to this person, or I talked to them about this. 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 And I was like, wow, it sounds like an intense conversation. And he went, he goes, you know what? That person had such grace for me asking these questions. That person had so much openness and just did what answered all the questions I had to make sure I felt served. I said, oh, that sounds like a good guy. And he said, at the end of the phone call, I said, oh, by the way, what's your name? He said, the guy on the other end said, oh, I'm Josh LeBlanc. That was eight years ago. Come on, praise God. 
And you know what's incredible about that is I don't remember it. You would think a 50 minute conversation would register somewhere back there. But what happened is it's nothing I did. It was just the perspective of, I wanna do whatever I can to serve this person. And it marked their life so much that they remember eight, nine years later. And so here's Jesus, has his disciples. Imagine the moment that Jesus stood up from the table. I don't know how the room was constructed. I don't know what was going on, but he went over, took off his cloak. Imagine the impact that the disciples, the master of all, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one that Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. The one that they saw heal people, the one that they saw walking on water, the one that they saw him raising people from the dead, the one that they just saw riding in on a donkey, people saying, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. They got up, he got up and washed their feet. Imagine the impact that that had on Peter's life. Imagine the impact that it had on John's life, that the King of all glory knelt before them and washed their feet. Imagine the lasting perspective in their mind that that moment did in Peter's heart and John's life. Then Jesus gets up, takes off his cloak. He takes off his cloak. The cloak would have been a symbol of who he was. It would have signified who he was. As a, as a teacher, he would have had some sort of signification as a, as, a, as a leader, religious leader. But more than that, unlike we do today, they wore the same cloak pretty much every day. That was their blanket. That cloak would have smelled like him. They could have seen the back of that cloak walking down the street and they said, oh, that's Jesus, just by the way the cloak looks. But yet here's Jesus taking that cloak off, setting it aside, picking up a towel, wrapping it around his his waist, setting aside who he is to serve his disciples into greatness, to impact their lives so much to kneel before them and say, I am the King of Kings, but I'm gonna put that aside to show you what it means to add value to someone's life. Imagine the impact that that was. And then Jesus, it says, Jesus wrapped the towel around his waist and he went, he took a bowl of water and he knelt before that first disciple foot by foot, took the sandal off, got the foot wet, washed it, took the towel, dried it, did it to the other foot. Left him, took the bowl, went to the next disciple. Now, when Jesus cleaned those feet, they weren't dirty anymore. When Jesus left a disciple, when he was done washing their feet, their feet were clean, but that dirt, it didn't dissipate. It didn't go just into thin air. Jesus took that dirt with him. 
Jesus, the towel was dirty. Maybe the water was dirty. Maybe his hands were dirty, but Jesus left. As soon as he was done serving the disciples, they were left clean. He took the dirt with them. And when we serve others, they should feel clean. When we serve others into greatness, they shouldn't feel dirty after we're done with them. They should feel clean. They should feel washed in the word. They should feel edified. They should feel built up. They should be, feel, feel prepared to go on and to fulfill the calling that God has on their lives. It's a big thing for us for, as parents. Yes, we walk into a situation with our kids. We are the authority figure, but we are also called to serve our kids into greatness. Yes, we have to correct our children sometimes. Yes, we have to discipline our children sometimes. But whenever we do that with our children, maybe it's someone that you work with, maybe it's someone that works that you oversee at work, they should not feel dirty. To serve them into greatness, they should feel clean. They should feel edified. They should be built up, even if you have to correct them. And today, some of us might be asked, we might be asking ourselves, are my actions impacting people's lives? Are they impacting them for good? Are they impacting them to be used by God? Am I adding value to people's lives? And so often the enemy, he uses things in the back of our, high, our mind to, to thwart us from accomplishing the will that he has for our life, but also impacting someone else's life. Oh, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I've, I have too much responsibility. Think about the responsibility that Jesus felt in that moment. He literally had the weight of the world on him. Your soul and my soul resting on his shoulders. And yet he took the moment, several moments probably, to wash the disciples' feet. Sometimes the devil allows us to grumble and we say, oh, I can't do this. This person is too hard to work with. It's too difficult to do. This person, but you don't understand, Pastor Josh, this person, I time and time and time and time and time and time again, guess what? That's how Jesus works with us. He gives us grace. He gives us all the time that we need to fix our stuff, but yet he keeps serving us. He keeps serving us into greatness. Come on, would you stand? Maybe as I was sharing, maybe as we looked at the greatest example of what it means to serve, your heart was pricked. And you said, I, wow, I, I need to serve others in greatness. I need to operate with the authority that God has given me to serve and to add value to someone's life. Maybe you've had a, a mindset that says, oh, I'm too busy for that, or I don't have the capacity to do that. I don't, I'm not prepared enough to do that. I don't know how to witness to someone on the street. Remember, he who began a good work is faithful to bring it to completion. And who he calls, he equips. He's called each and every one of us to serve and to deposit and to add value to someone's life today. The best way to do that, the best way to, to operate in the authority of being an authoritative servant is connecting to the greatest authority. The best way to receive the authority, to walk into a room where it might seem like there is no victory, to operate and say, no, God has the victory in this situation. This may seem like it's too difficult in the natural, but in the supernatural, God has a victory and a plan for this person's life. The only way to operate with that perspective is to be connected to the greatest power source, the greatest authority of all, and that's Jesus Christ.